Thanks for listening to the Career Planning Show, where you discover how to make career choices that are aligned with your talents, strengths, and purpose in life, and how to get your dream job. This show is about who you are, what you were born to do, and how to get there. Subscribe now. We publish a new episode every Monday. Our guest today is Alexander Goldstein, a certified protection professional and a certified information system security officer who is the owner and principal consultant of GV Group, a physical security and risk management consultancy firm. Alex has over 15 years of progressive experience servicing the Canadian public sector and private security industries. Alex and I have known each other for 19 years. He was my first friend in Canada and he continues to be one of my closest friends. Connect with Alex Goldstein via www.mygvsolutions.com or find him on LinkedIn by searching for Alex Goldstein Security Consultant. Welcome to the Career Planning Show. I'm Alex Rashkanu, and with us today is Alex Goldstein. How are you, Alex? Hi, Alex. Good, good. And yourself? I'm very well. Let's get right into it. When you were a child, what did you dream of becoming when you grow when you would grow up? So, uh, when I was a child growing up uh, in in is in Ukraine and then in Israel, both societies were very uh, heavily focused on technical skills, on acumen that leads you to mathematics, engineering physics and so on these were the skills that were so highly valued i did not have any such skills or or the, the skills that i did have they were very very limited um and it was a challenge for me to um explain mostly to myself as a kid growing up how i can be valuable how i can make a difference in a society that did not value um speaking that did not value uh, theoretical um, approaches, um, philosophy, history, um, and and so on. So I was, didn't. Was yeah. there was there a particular job that you saw someone do when you aspired to it, or does anything on those lines come to mind? Yeah. Uh, so growing up, I've seen uh, police officers at um, on the streets, and I felt like I wanted to do. Uh, something for society to help people, to help um, uh, people who are hurt, to help people uh, in in crisis. But I did not necessarily want to run around and, and do street work. I wanted to do something more um, long term, like to propose long term solutions, to fix things, and for them to be staying fixed, uh, as opposed to keep mm-hmm. going to the same. Same crime scenes, same issues, dealing with probably pretty much the same people all the time. And so policing necessarily wasn't for me at the time. Yeah. Was there something in the environment that you were in, whether in uh, Ukraine or in Israel, or once you moved to um, Toronto, Canada, that um, really stirred something in you? Yeah, I I felt like in uh, in Canada, compared to the other countries, there is a more equal weight to how uh, various skills are valued. And so some of the things that I thought about and some of the things that I wanted to do 
uh, and some of the things that I was good at, all of a sudden I found people that supported me um, and people that were uh, interested in listening to to uh, to solutions to problems, right? To uh, different ways of thinking. There was more acceptance into how mm. I felt, uh, you know, social issues should be approached, um, and uh, and and various crime problems could be resolved. Mm. Thank you so much. And um, from having gone through some of those experiences and aspiring to. Um, a career where you would, um, in one way or another, protect others. How how did some of those ideas and those experiences translate into what became your career in the security industry? So, in my path, then when I when it became clear to me, somewhere somewhere in high school, sometime in high school, that I wanted to uh, be in the protective field, um, I started uh, thinking, well. What's next? What I can do? And so I started working as a security guard because that's the entry level. That's where you start when you want to protect people. You can't just go to the police force when you're young and you have no experience, no life experience, no work experience. And so I'm really, I was really grateful for the opportunity to work in several guarding companies to get field-level experience in protecting facilities, or protecting people, information, and so forth. But it was as a security guard that again my first experience, and that uh, oriented me to. It, it it sort of validated my uh, thought that yeah this this field is for me, and and education should be next, right? And education. So you end up doing a history and criminology undergrad at your university. How was that experience, and and how did that contribute to your next steps? Well, uh, after a few years uh, of criminology, I became the most uh, one of the most educated security guards on the field uh, in my in my division, um, because uh, because I could explain some of the um, patterns of break and enters into shopping malls by just very simple crime theory, which I have been right, learning about and writing about in second and third year of university, and. Uh, it, it became a thing where, okay, if, if enforcement is for me and security is that field of enforcement, because by then in mid-university or in, in like at, the end, at the end of high school, beginning university, I realized I did not really, I didn't want to do policing at all. Mm. And so there is other fields within enforcement that are out there. There is corrections, there is uh, social services, there is... Um, uh, traffic. There's a lot of stuff that you can do, but I specifically uh, chose security. And then I started aligning my educational ambitions within criminology uh, to support, uh, to continue to support uh, my growth in security. The research paper, I, papers I chose to write, the kind of classes I took within the criminology program, they were oriented towards um the security field, and that's so, so that when I graduate, I can uh, move on from being a security guard. And um, I know that you also took some time to serve in um, with the uh, Department of National Defense uh, in the reserves. How was that experience? Uh, it was a very good experience, and it was a very long one. It was 11 years with the Canadian Forces Military Police, and I know I keep saying I didn't want to be in policing. The military police is not really uh, traditional policing. Uh, it's more. Uh, it has to do with uh, protective services and security of military bases, military people, and military equipment. 
Um, and so after a few years of being a security guard and towards the end of my university time, I wanted to get the next level of work experience. But there is this big gap between being a security guard and being a security manager. And very, very few, if any, people can just um, be promoted from being a security guard to a security management manager. Mm. Um, and so I felt that there is that gap that I need to fill. And I found that the military, uh, joining the military, um, other than, you know, making my dad proud and making my family proud because mm. I am from a, 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 a family of uh, military servicemen in all kinds in all different countries, that I would actually use that as a bridge to get to management, to get to um, to executive levels uh, and, and so forth. So I use that experience to just make those connections, gain those, that extra knowledge, the extra skill, uh, so that I can build myself a stronger foundation for continued uh, uh, career experiences. That's great, Alex. And so going from there, you've also had the opportunity to um, do uh, physical and um, information technology related security work um, in the private sector um, and then in different public sector organizations like the Ontario Coroner's Office. Would you mind speaking about um, some of those experiences and perhaps some lessons uh, that you've uh, you know that you've taken away that uh, might be helpful for someone listening? Yeah, yeah, and and this is important. So. Uh, following my, uh, and I, I don't really want to go chronologically here and, and step by step, but essentially, uh, I uh, after after uh, my university and uh, towards the mid to the end of my military policing, when I was in the reserve, so it's kind of you know switching to part time um, uh, military and so on. I, I did I did get uh, my first security management position. It was in a horse racetrack and casino. Um, I then I worked in that for a few years, um, uh, and and then uh, went on to manage security guards. Uh, then went into the coroner's uh, complex uh, to manage security there. Throughout all of these um, experiences, I've learned that the field that you are in, and the more you can do in your field, the more interesting and exciting workplaces you can find yourself in and it makes your life more interesting makes your life experience so much richer it <laughs> you can tell a lot of stories about the places that you have worked and it makes a difference right um obviously with with more experiences come more financial rewards because you're able to take on experiences that you have gained in one place bring them to a new place and really open the eyes of your management, of your executives, as to how things are done in other places. So it was really, really uh, helpful. And uh, one, one other thing with with uh, because I, I'm so focused on security, it wasn't always the case in the last 16 years. There was a time where, um, and this can happen to anybody, where you're saying, you know, I kind of want to do something else. I've been here for so many years. And so I had the I, I had that period in my in my career, where I said, you know what, it, maybe I should do something else. I, I've I, I need some I need to change. So an opportunity came for me to take on an IT role, and this is a completely separate, nothing much to do with security. And there's two things to learn from that. One is that um, as much as it's different, you're still de- dealing with human experiences. You still deal. With, with with corporate organizations. And a lot of this experience that, that I've had 
in working in physical security, managing security, somehow I was able to bring them and apply them successfully to my role as uh, enterprise IT deployment manager within the province of Ontario. And it was really interesting um, to shift the focus of the organization to think IT security as opposed to just servers and data and all of that stuff. So it does help. And I think that for a lot of people, there will come a time. For some, it will come earlier and for some, it will come later where you say, you know what, I've been doing this for so long. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. This is boring. And you should do that that other thing because you can always come back to your field. Your field is not going to run away from you. If you're really good at it and you believe in it, you come back and you make the field richer. And that's what happened to me. Eventually, in I, after a few years in IT, I realized, okay, this has been fun, but it's not my thing. I want to go back to security. And now I came back a much more um, um, qualified or broad horizon uh, service provider, right? Uh, employee, manager, whatever you call it, with IT experience. And this, and I was really able to talk to people differently, right? Much more differently than I was just with security experience and nothing else. Mm. Yeah. So going from simply physical security experience to having the information technology aspect of security added onto it, which uh, makes it a lot more comprehensive. So as you, uh, you know, someone perhaps is thinking of making a switch from their role or their industry to try something different that uh, perhaps they're more, they'll be more passionate about something that they've been dreaming about for a long time. Um, is there um, um, a train of thought that you have around how somebody can think through what their strengths are, what their talents are, how to, you know, identify, you know, what um, their their mission, uh, you know, can be in the workplace? Um, how do you think about that for yourself? Um, because it, it could be potentially helpful for someone else as well. Yeah. So uh, uh, unlike many um, many thinkers on this on this topic to to whom I listen, whose opinion I very much value, I think that there comes um, a point where you're starting to search inside yourself and 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 think about well, what am I good at? What am I gonna? What what do I what do I want to do? What do I need to do? I think that the the more level-headed approach is not to search for it forever. But, but set yourself a time limit for this search. Mm. And when you set yourself a time limit to search inside yourself and take all these online tests and go speak with career counselors and speak to people, speak to family, friends, and everyone else that's going to help you kind of orient yourself, give yourself a deadline by which you must find yourself something that you want to do. What that will do is it will do two things. Mm. One is it going to... Um, encourage you to search faster and search harder mm. and search more efficiently. And two, it's going to uh, give you some peace of mind or security that at the end of this, you will find something. And even if it's not the best, even if it's not the thing, at least it's going to set you on a path that's going to give you experience. Eventually, when you're more established, when the foundation is there and you have more time to think through it while you're already employed, already working in a decent job, Right, making uh, some uh, decent income, setting your roots or whatever you want to do, um, you can always revisit where your interests lie, and then you will never feel guilty for taking the wrong path. Or you know, I should have thought more, and you know, I should have been a chef, right? Because you can always be a chef, right? You can always do other things, but it's important from the beginning to set yourself that time so you don't waste 
too much time overthinking this and being always unsure because especially in the beginning i i don't regret that uh, thing that time is of the essence and and you got to start and you got to have those deadlines thank you so much alex um good thoughts on this um two final questions uh one of them how would you describe the work that you're doing right now um there's a lot of um facets to the work that you're doing um can you walk us through some of the initiatives that you've been undertaking recently and uh some of the areas in which you're focusing on so <clears throat> my uh, company uh, gv group uh, incorporated uh, we're a security consulting firm we're a team of 10 people we are work across the country we work in the uh, uh in canada as primary market and we work in uh, we have uh projects and presence in the united states south america and europe we don't have any in asia and africa just yet we're working on that and what we do is we provide security assessments to buildings so condos and apartment buildings where there are crimes are happening uh and issues we go in and we tell people how to protect themselves we tell property managers how to keep their uh residents and their tenants secure we advise companies against uh to protect themselves from break-ins we advise colleges and universities uh how to protect students how to protect their property from being vandalized and stolen uh and how and 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 uh, how to minimize uh, harm to uh, to students including prevention of sexual assault mass shootings and so on we advise churches uh, mosques synagogues and all that uh, all the religious facilities and how to um protect themselves how to build security plans for themselves um we do policy uh, and procedural reviews uh so when companies uh need a security plan need to figure out how to protect people that work 9 to 5 or how they commute to work how they uh work on weekends the laptops that they take home and stuff we help companies create those plans and help to protect people um we do a lot of training security awareness training we do situational awareness training to to enable people to we don't teach them combat skills we just teach them how to negotiate their way out of crisis right how to protect themselves uh whether they're walk, walking in the parking lot whether they're being um attacked on a bus or 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 any such uh you know other situations and we do some technical work we do systems design where to place cameras where to place how many alarm systems need to be put on anywhere uh and so forth so uh various um um aspects of, of various security. yeah various aspects of security various industries as well we we're we're very heavily involved in the in the cannabis uh space in Canada we've helped over 400 clients to build secure uh compliant cannabis grow operations and they got their licenses we uh we're very proud of that uh we uh, work in uh, in the telecom space so telus is a very big client of ours um for all their data centers and so on and um, out of yeah. all, and out of all the client work that you've been doing um over the last few years is there one project that you worked on that you're really passionate about and um one project you know once you completed it you just felt such joy for having been able to help that organization really take things to the next level or um would you mind speaking to that i think i'll give an example of um 
one of the one of the happiest moments in my uh, career, and it was when I was a security manager at Georgian Downs. I was uh, managing a small team of security guards, and it was uh, Saturday night, uh, late at night. It was a race night. It was actually after the races were over, and uh, one horse racing. Yeah, right? it's, it was. Yeah, sorry, it was a horse racetrack, and. Um, uh, the, uh, the the horses finished all the racing and people in the bars and in the clubs were starting to go home. And uh, we had um, a security guard that, that, that called in sick and he couldn't come to work and we couldn't get anybody to replace him for the night shift. And he was working at the horse barns. It was, it's very dirty, very muddy, right? It's the smell, right? Because of you know, the, uh, the horses and all that stuff. And... You know, there is me on a Saturday night. Uh, it was midnight, um, going in my suit and tie and 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 shoes right into the horse barns to take shift for this for this uh, young security guard that couldn't make it. And one of his duties was to uh, uh, secure property in the barns, which means that he had to take uh, wheelbarrows of horse manure. <laughs> into the building um, because you know you, you need to keep it inside for the night otherwise you know you can have environmental contamination rodents and whatnot so that <laughs> so you see me <clears throat> and I'm with my suit and tie and my nice shoes picking up this wheelbarrow and, and wheeling in <laughs> a load of horse manure <laughs> into the barn uh, and and I, I kind of was the weather was pretty it was a little cold I was looking at the sky and I'm thinking to myself, this is probably the, <laughs> the, the, the funniest or happiest moment in my career um, right then and there. Uh, and I was surrounded by a, a great group of people, a great group of security guards that, um, that, that reported to me uh, various places in the racetrack. They were there. We were all communicating on radio. Um, it was such an insignificant, you know, moment as a, in in terms of what I was doing, you know, bringing in uh, barrels of horse manure into <laughs> into into thing. But it really made me um, um, quite happy that day as to yeah, this this is really this is really cool. How 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 much better can it get, <laughs> right? So you know, years from then, with all the massive projects that we delivered. Right, the um, security uh, of of colleges of college campus uh, campuses, um, figuring out how army bases could be better pr- protected. Right, and looking at deployment of security guards, the rapid response teams because people are in crisis, strikes are going on. Right, people need protection. Right, all of that stuff, um, and and obviously delivering late night designs of systems for integrators to put in the place. You, know, you go back to some of these buildings and you look at it. Yeah, you know what? We made a difference here. We really made a difference. But nothing really beats that <laughs> night uh, with, with the horses. So that's and that's thank, my story. Thank you so much for sharing, Alex. Um, I always enjoy listening to your stories. So, um, final thought: Is there a resource um, that comes to mind that? Um, you found helpful over the years as you progressed in your career? Is there a book or a website or a person who inspired you? Or is there, is there anything that comes to mind when, you know, we're talking about a resource um, <clears throat> relating to career planning, career progression? I think um, 
there there are multiple resources and uh, you know this is now going back some years and I'm not sure at some of these websites whose names I uh, they they escape me I I can't I don't even know if they're still around or if they're valid anymore uh, because you know approach to careers when I was growing up was very different this is pre financial crisis of 2008 um, and and the workforce. Uh, was viewed very differently back then, and it's obviously viewed very differently now in the middle of coro- the the coronavirus and what's going to happen after after we're all done. I think it's a combination of having um, trusted friends, um, uh, you know, parents that can probably tell you what you're no good at, and then you can kind of tell you know take their their opinion and 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 do with it what you may. You can follow it, you can ignore it, maybe do the anti-parent piece. Right. Um, in terms of books, I think it's just the the street level knowledge. Your call your colleagues, right? Looking at your colleagues and your coworkers at the entry level jobs, at the uh, at the mid senior level jobs, wherever you go, right? And thinking, you know, at the, especially at the entry level areas, you know, do I want to be here? Mm. You know, in in five years, how hard do I need to work to get out of here, right? Uh, because if I don't work hard, I'm gonna be like this for many years to come. Yeah. I and you know, th- th- and I want to be better, right? I wanted, I want to do better. And this was my driving force. This was my push. Working um, as a security guard, starting out, right, and working with with people who, um, you know, and some of them came from different backgrounds, and for some of them, it was their very first job in Canada. So they also worked as hard as. As, as anybody to get out of entry level positions, but there were some people that were just comfortable in those positions. They they were there for years and years, and they kind of aligned their lives around you know I'm a security guard or whatever else. And there's a lot of there. It's very honorable to be a security guard. It's just that you know if you believe that you can contribute to the industry, contribute to society more than just to be a security guard, you should definitely look at those other security guards and say you know what. I'm going to work very hard to be better than than this position. I want to do better and watch me do it kind of thing. Thank you so much, Alex. Thanks for listening to The Career Planning Show. We publish a new episode every Monday. Subscribe now via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcasting platform. Learn more about the show and submit your career planning related questions at rashkanu.com forward slash career planning. That's R-A-S-C-A-N-U dot com forward slash career planning.